All right, well, let's move on to what might be an interesting question, which is... I haven't seen it. Oh, I got to see that. Oh, well... It's good. I have seen seen it. it? It's a a very good movie. Um, It's sci-fi, so that makes it a little nerdy, but really more than even being sci-fi, it's like noirish, which is a totally different kind of nerdy. It's almost not nerdy because noir is very cool. Yeah. So, although the the director is definitely a nerd, because I listened to his commentary, and he's definitely uh, you know, he's a nerd of yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Nerd. Noir is a huge in terms of film geeks, like people who are really into film. Noir is noir is a huge like a huge like 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 like, like people love it, you know. All right, but let's hold off on any more discussion because you haven't seen it. I don't want to give anything away. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it very nerdy. Let's... I don't think so. I mean, let, well, think about it this way. It's not based on an existing property. Oh. You know, it's not like, no, it doesn't have any recognizable characters. It doesn't, um, it doesn't require you to have any particular knowledge of any genre. You know, in fact, it sort of makes okay. fun of people in, within the movie of like obsessing a little too much over the time travel stuff. Kind of, kind of hand waves it. So I would say it's, you know, despite being a sci-fi movie, it's not particularly near. Okay. Well, what about Wreck-It Ralph? Okay. Yeah. I was disappointed at the lack of nerdiness of it, though. So you're saying you thought it had a potential, uh, but it didn't go far. No, I did not see Wreck-It Ralph. So I can't, I can't right, comment well, I think too much. I did, it, I did plan on but... seeing it. Now, it is definitely, I mean, just, just so you know, I hope this isn't totally a spoiler for you, it's... It's still a Disney, you know, it's done in a Disney way, you know, like it still has all that stuff, but I don't think I. True, but it's definitely helped done by people who like video games. Outdone, you said? No, who like video games. There's a lot of ways that it's animated and right. there are references, just in sort of that's done that's like, oh, these people clearly, they like. I movies. actually think. Without not having seen the movie, but I, I have certainly followed it a fair amount, and I know what it's about. I think that might actually be a new contender for nerdiest movie of the year. Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it is. You know, it's about a fictional eight-bit yeah. video game character. It's, it's pretty nerdy. That, <laughs> not, not only not only is it just nerdy on its own. It's got nostalgia in it. It's got video games, which is which, as we were discussing with Resident Evil, makes things pretty nerdy. It also has my favoritely named classic character, Qbert, oh, yeah. which is a game that is impossible to win, at least by me. But I love the guy's name, and he looks funny. He looks great. And it was it has like all like right, what so, you were saying about Cabin in the Woods, like you know trying to spot all the references to other works. Except that in this case there are actual video games, which makes it much nerdier. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure, you can argue as much as you'd like, and I have, that Zangief isn't really a villain. <laughs> but that's fine. He's there and he's called Zangief, and he has a Russian accent. So they clearly know who Zangief I kind of, is. I kind of felt I kind of felt <laughs> so, like uh, with with uh Record Ralph like I did with role models, that it started off like really awesome and then it was Okay, for the rest of it. I'm not sure how much Zangief okay. was ever a, a, a villain 
in the games. He was only a villain in Street Fighter the game. I'm I'm pretty sure that in in the movie you know if, if this is in a the movie and in the cartoon series he was definitely a villain. So yeah. therefore Okay, so if it's if it's a reference to either the cartoon <laughs> or the Jean Claude Van Damme movie where he is a villain. Actually, I have to. I have to and be I have honest. To say that's I have pretty... to be honest because while I am a pretty big nerd, and I did used to watch the um, the Mortal Kombat um, cartoon series, I only watched maybe like two episodes of the Street Fighter cartoon series. And so I really so... don't know if Zangief was a villain. But have you seen? Of the course, movie I have seen the movie. Fighter. I don't remember. Well, no. but no, Sam, well, Sam have you have you played Street Fighter the game, the movie, the game? <laughs> 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 That's a little bit farther than it is. It's actually the Street yeah, Fighter because, movie. The game. No, no, no. But, technically, <laughs> I like technically it is Street Fighter the game the movie. Oh, no, no, because it's, a, it's a, oh come on, they don't call it the game no, the movie the listen, game. Listen, butthole, listen. This is <laughs> this is what it is because the movie is not called Street Fighter the game <laughs> the movie. It's an adaptation. <laughs> you could say that. You could say Harry Potter the. They had to say they had to say the movie on the video game because otherwise people might say, "Wait a minute, this is not." Harry, Street Fighter. Every time you could say it with Harry they Potter, could, you could say Harry Potter the book, the the movie. No, that's why they have Lego Harry Potter. All right, moving on. Uh, Skyfall is it nerdy? Wait, <laughs> hold on. It's hey, all hey, hey, come on. <laughs> we can just skip through all show, of these. Show some Anna Karenina, respect. totally nerdy. Lincoln, nerdy. Well, Anna Karenina is nerdy for the literature. Can we go back to Skyfall for just one second? Now, listen, listen. James Bond, we can't say it's the nerdiest thing or whatever, but we have to show reverence. We have to pay respect for it to some degree. It's it's a continuing series that people pretty much always go to see, and it's pretty much always at least watchable. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I've seen a really shitty Bond movie. No, there's there's plenty that are bad. If you want to see a bad one, you should watch Moonraker. Yeah, the thing is, I haven't seen any ones that are that are before the nineties. So actually, <laughs> I, I, I'm not I'm not a Bond fan. Uh, there's there there yeah, were many a... of them before the nineties. I know, I know. I've seen parts of Sean Connery. <laughs> Literally, one time I was flipping through the channels, and I came to um, and I saw I saw like a fight scene, and literally it was you know it was Sean Connery fighting. You know, I, I, I figured out it was the classic. Was he, was he fighting woman. a giant man with metal teeth? He was fighting the fat or Chinese guy. Um, <laughs> that famous scene with the with the with the with the hat. But here's my first. Oh yeah, with oh, the hat. Right, right, right. right. And I, I realized yeah, that's what job. it was, was the guy's name. as uh, you know, as I was watching it. But I first thought it was a joke movie because the fighting was so crappy, like the choreography. Well, that's why they made. Fun there of actually the was a joke James Bond movie. It was called Casino Royale before, like the modern Casino Royale. Um, there was a movie that was made back in like the seventies or so. Um, that was like a. Yeah, it started. It was. Sellers. I don't know if it's actually if they use the name James Bond or not, but. No, they were very right. Cagey but it's it. it's basically a James Bond parody. Really. Yes. Um, all right. Well. Okay. Well, what about? So Lee? I was thinking about that. I mean. You know, history nerds are history nerds, and yeah. the the Doris Kearns Goodwin uh, book was very much loved by I think by a lot of by a lot of history nerds. I think, <clears throat> but come on, it's it's, it's not nerdy than me. <laughs> okay, very well. I'm a Daniel Day Lewis nerd myself. Twilight. You are. Yeah. yeah but... 
that doesn't mean that the mer that right. the movie's nerdier. All right. Well, what about Twilight Part Five? The Twilight I did. Pretty nerdy, Jeremy. You can't deny it. No. No, it's it's pretty. I don't. You know, I I almost feel like that's like a totally different kind of nerdiness from from what we would call conventional nerdiness. Which about women? I mean, it's you know. But it's not it's not just women. Like <laughs> women can be nerds. That's okay. I know. I'm saying, but it's from. I think other nerdy things come from come from uh, somewhat of like it's, it's like case. the reason that it's that I'm saying it's different is because it's it's romantic nerdiness right yeah. <laughs> I, I know it's okay. it's um right. yeah I guess yeah, no, you can be a well, no no but listen there but... are people super into the world huge cult followings besides even the fan fiction following there there are people very into that that world no, okay. definitely. That's definitely true. Right. Yeah, but there are many fangirls of, of that that are in that are into that world and think of the possibility. See, that's very nerdy when you're trying to get into the possibilities of that world and what else is going on and blah blah blah. All right. Wait, so well, why do you want to get away from the fan fiction? That's what the fan fiction is all about. No, no, no. That, I, that, that I'm just really saying, in addition, the great comes out. That's the fan fiction come to life, literally. Okay, so we've talked about romance nerds a little bit. Let me bring to you another kind of nerd. A nerd that likes the idea about giving sexual release to famous historical characters. <laughs> and that's where we get to Hyde Park on Hudson. Um, because in this movie, FDR has a cousin that gives him a hand while they're dri out driving. <laughs> is, is that the whole and, movie? Uh, <laughs> That would be amazing. That would be a pretty, pretty fantastic and movie. He, he has different cigars. Well, that's why it, it, the original title was called <laughs> The Handjob, but they thought maybe that was too obvious. That, that sounds like crazy. All right, well, let's get to something more interesting. Because as we get to the end of the year, we have some interesting things. So I'm just going to say what they are The Miserable, Django Unchained, and. Okay, okay. Um, Django Unchained, I think, we can just throw out, because while there are certainly lots of Tarantino nerds, Tarantino is way too cool to for what anything that he does to be considered nerdy on the level of the other two categories. Um, the Hobbit is obvious, but I think Lim is is sort of a sleeper in terms of nerdiness, because those theater nerds are really nerdy. That's a good point. That's a good point. The question is, who's nerdier, Tolkien nerds or theater? I think we can ask who's nerdier, Tolkien nerds or any other type of nerd. It's hard. It's hard to come up against uh, Tolkien nerds. I mean, that is. I mean, maybe Star Trek nerds put up a fight. That, but it's hard. Like Tolkien is very deeply entrenched. Yeah. There's some real... Right. But the question is, is The Hobbit too? No, 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 it's not. No, it's, we it, we all saw the movie. The movie was pretty nerdy. You cannot with anything Lord of the Rings, unless they completely try to redo everything. You cannot. It, it's impossible for it to escape its nerdiness. It 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 created a a, a huge genre of nerdiness. Like you, you can't even. I think The Hobbit was more nerdy than the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, in in some ways it was. Why do you say that though? I'm interested. Because I think it was, 
it was sort of less accessible to just a mainstream audience that didn't know anything about it. Yeah. I think it was, you know, it was, it wasn't friendly to them. It was catered towards the hardcore audience yeah. in the way that Lord of the Rings was, wasn't so much catered towards that I hardcore audience. I think it was totally catered towards, towards the, 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 the fans, but it definitely was, at least in some sense. Like it did have some mainstream appeal to it, but there were definitely things there. I mean, like even, even the whole thing with, with, uh, I guess we're going to get into spoiler alerts. Um, even. All right, hold on. Here's the spoiler alert. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. The whole thing with. It's a pretty lame spoiler alert. We're going to have to get a better one. <laughs> yeah, we got to think of a better one. <laughs> well, we could put something else in later. That, no, no. No, Sam, each time it's got to be Jeremy doing something different. <laughs> <laughs> what about that, that, that FDR handjob movie? Spoilers, FDR gets a handjob for 20 minutes. <laughs> anyway. Well, do you want to give a spoiler to the leader? Uh, yeah. Well, then we had a discussion of what spoilers really are. But anyway, so... so that'll wait okay, for another but, but, uh, but the thing is, like, the... the... Alright, so, okay. But here's an interesting question. Because what I think what we've come down to is an interesting gathering of nerds. What is the nerdiest of these categories? Comic books, video games, or fantasy? And but just fantasy novels, but also remember fantasy can extend beyond just the novels. You know what I mean? They're like fantasy lends itself sort of sci-fi. But they both lend themselves to to have greater to have things beyond just the books. Just the raw just those raw materials. You know what I mean? Um how I want I, I wanna I wanted to mention something. Um, Sam, you've been saying a little bit about thing, with things being cool and them automatically not being nerdy. There, there is some truth to what you're saying, but I, yeah. but I, 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 I don't completely agree with it because I think, I think also the nerd thing is like actually kind of like that Venn diagram that we saw. Um, it's kind of like the obsession over it, and there are some Tarantino fans that are super, you know, they are, they, they are, they are definitely. I mean, you're more you're more in the film. Oh, no, listen, listen. I th- think Tarantino himself is a huge nerd. Well, he he's self admitted, right? Yeah, he's he's a tremendous nerd, and I know that there are people who are obsessed with his movies and watch them, you know, in like intimate detail, trying to pick out each each reference and each connection between different things. Of course, and that's that's very nerdy behavior. Oh yeah, there's some there's some very impressive YouTube videos from the guy who does everything is a remix. Where he actually deconstructs many scenes from several of the movies, like Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill, where he shows basically how this, like this little shot, is just like a shot. From yeah, and I, I think Tarantino would admit so, that too. Yeah, it's very impressive. I think he's pretty. Of course. So, right, so, so let me let me try to answer the question. Hold on, because you you asked the question about which which of those three categories um, do we think are the most nerdy? Right? You said comic books, um, fantasy, and what was the other one? Video games? Okay. Well, video so games. I think that comic yeah. books are the most nerdy. And my reason... All right, well, let's, let's be yeah. a little bit more specific here. Okay, because... Not just... I mean, not, not comic book movies or comic book characters. Specific. I mean, actual comic books. Oh. All right. If you're into actual comic books, that has to be the nerdiest. Yeah. Because yeah. you cannot... But you, what about nostalgic video games? just pick up a comic book and read it and have a clue what's going on. All right. You have to already have all of this background knowledge, and there's like tons and tons of knowledge that you need to have in order to actually understand any of what's going on at any given time. 
um, which is why DC recently rebooted their entire universe. <laughs> you know, which you know isn't that isn't that what was... they're always doing? Isn't that what comic comic books? Yes, are? yeah, they're always doing it because it always well, gets too bloated and complicated, and new fans can't get in. Yes. Which I think is a pretty I clear mean, the last sign time DC of pretty, did it was in the eighties. Well, yeah, DC basically had a universe destruction thing, a big event in the 80s because yeah. of that kind of stuff. Where they basically said, ugh, we have got too many universes. Let's just destroy most of them. And they had a huge event, a lot of people died, etc. Yeah. You know how it is. All right, so here are my arguments for why those three movies might not be dirty. The Avengers was really, really right. successful. Yeah. True. And a lot of people who saw it aren't nerds at True. all. I'd say most. And when it comes to Wreck-It Ralph, I think Benji already made the point that it's very Disney in the end. Not, I wouldn't call it a bad movie, Wait, but it's just kind of... Is there such a thing as a Disney nerd? Totally. Yeah, of course. Of course. I know, but... Totally. But they're all under right, five. It's a little bit different. <laughs> no, that's not true no, at all. I know. That's I know. not true at all. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of are. a Disney nerd in some ways. I mean, I wouldn't have liked Kingdom Hearts as much if I wasn't. I'll just put it that way. You know. You know, I didn't see Mickey Mouse in uh, Wreck-It Ralph, though. But remember, Disney did buy Marvel. So, is that okay with you? That the two of the three nerdiest movies of the year are from Disney? Fine, I mean... I don't think the name really matters necessarily. I think that's exactly what my point is, is that maybe Disney isn't as crazy as you might think. But then, of course, there's The Hobbit. And The Hobbit, it's a similar thing, is that The Lord of the Rings were very successful. So a lot of people who go to see The Hobbit are because of that. Now, here's but the here's, other here's part of the problem with The Hobbit. The Hobbit being nerdy. With your arguing that it's not nerdy because The Lord of the Rings was so successful. Like, that is true on one level. But then, on the other hand, there's the fact that there was all of this stuff that was added into The Hobbit just to make Lord of the Rings fans happy because they wanted to see certain stuff happen or people who had seen the Lord of the Rings movies wanted to see the same actors and, you know, talking about stuff that really had nothing to do with The Hobbit. Yeah, I didn't need to see Frodo. And I don't like Elijah Wood anyway. Actually, I don't hate Elijah Wood, but I didn't need to see that. <laughs> I thought that was kind of dumb. But any of that, like Frodo and Saruman and Galadriel <laughs> and, like, all that stuff Radigan. didn't need to be in there. I felt like Radigan. Radig I liked Radigan in that, but... but um. But I, I also feel like that was that was kind of like a pet. Remember this? Eh? Well, you liked Radigan. Uh, yes, I did. I called him. I called him the Jar Jar Binks of the Hobbit. Oh, you didn't like him? <laughs> no, oh God, no, I did not like him. Misa, I mean, but he wasn't in there for, for I think for long enough to be too Jar Jar Binks. It's he wasn't in the whole movie. That's true. That's the best thing that can be said about him. <laughs> yeah. Where is Amisa, my precious? Yeah, I mean, um, I, guess, I, guess, I guess they didn't really need him. One thing, oh, you know what they did do? No, but... You know what they did do for uh, for for The Hobbit? They're more explicit about, which they only did a little bit in um, in Lord of the Rings, is um, is there's a subculture of uh, of Lord of the Rings fans that are stoner uh, um, nerds. And they very clearly this time addressed that. In the movie. Did you notice that? I did notice that. The two things. I thought it was a little silly. It 
was silly. It was silly. Like I thought it was a little silly, and I also feel like the subculture of Lord of the Rings fans who are stoners, like to me, that's that's like it's even more ridiculous because that goes all the way back to the '60s, like when the Lord of the Rings first became popular <laughs> in the '60s and the '70s, and there were all these hippies who liked it. You know, and they were like, oh, man, you got to read these novels. Hippies. They're so good. They're out there. They're far out, man. Right? And they would, like, and they would get high and read The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and The Silmarillion and stuff. Sounds awesome to me. And, <laughs> and to me, like, when you talk about this subculture of, like, stoners who are into Lord of the Rings, I feel like nothing has changed. Exactly. Nothing has changed. It's the same hippies from the 70s, from the 60s and the 70s that are into The Lord of the Rings. And that's just, like, so sad to me. Why is it sad? I don't know. It's just, I, I, I think it's stupid. Well, what I think is, is, <laughs> is I, I think that, I think the silly parts of it to me is just, you know, when, when, like, when they focus on the whole pipe smoking thing. Like, all right, whatever. Like, I, I find that stuff, you know, ridiculous. Now, getting high and watching Lord of the Rings or reading Lord of the Rings is an awesome activity, but I think that, um, Allegedly. I think that... Alleg- uh, alleg- <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, listen. If something... Yes. Watching Lord of the Rings is allegedly good. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but, but you, know, you know what I mean? Like, like um, if you're dealing with something psychoactive, and then there's something that's very imaginative, those things are going to go a little hand in hand. But I think part of it is that, you know, Tolkien is seen a lot like smoking a pipe. And I think... And I think like they try to play off of that, and you know, and and people are are smoke their pipes a lot during like the whole Lord of the Rings saga, um, also not the Hobbit. So I think I okay, think that's part well, of it. And then there's the whole mushrooms thing, like very like his sister intense intense eating of mushrooms. I'm like, all right, sorry, man. Well, here's a, an, another interesting part of it, which is this 48 frames per second part, yeah. which. Is really kind of a film nerdy thing too, from a film perspective. So that does make it hard to argue. So here's what I'm gonna say. I'll try to li- see if you can list of the top three of these three. What do you think is number one, two, and three? I gotta put the Hobbit at, at the top. So Benji says Hobbit's number one, and then what? Oh, me? Um. Uh. Yeah. So. I mean, you guys really had a good you had a good point, Sam, about the Les Mis, the, the theater fans. I mean, that is something. Um, but um, uh, so uh, between the Hobbit, Wreck It Ralph, and the Avengers, oh oh, so so really down because I was almost going to say the Dark Knight, but I, I think we're I think that's right about it being really mainstream. Um, I'm still going to put the Avengers um, uh, second, and then Wreck It Ralph third because, um, like you can. You know, I, I think also has to do with with what was actually in the movie because, first of all, I don't think Wreck-It Ralph really delivered so well on the nerdiness, like like uh, in the long run in the movie. Second of all, why well, say Aven- I say Avengers besides even the comic book thing and all that, just Joss Whedon. I mean, I mean his his grasp on on nerdiness and his way of doing it. Now, it wasn't the the nerds of Joss Whedon yeah. uh, production. But he so, caters to it, you know. Yes, he really does. I remember I was seeing one thing like in one of his panels where somebody's like, like, you know about how some people, you know, the, you know, like Loki's like, are you telling me that there are some people who find 
the Loki character to be attractive? <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so, sure. All right, well, Sam, what do you think? My order would be The Hobbit, then Wreck-It Ralph, and then I'm going to go with Les Mis instead of The Avengers. I'm bumping The Avengers off of my list of the, the top three nerdiest movies of the year. And the reason why is because The Avengers was so successful and so many people saw it. And I feel like a lot of people went out and saw the movie who were not comic book fans yeah. and enjoyed it. And, and you know, were able <laughs> to have <laughs> Right? They, they were able to have a, you know, have a fun time watching a movie. And, you know, the fact, the fact that Joss Whedon was involved you know, makes it more nerdy for people who like Joss Whedon, but he also did a good job of making it appealing to the mainstream. I feel like the other movies are nerdier because they're really reaching towards that nerdy audience and they're sort of, even even though Wreck-It Ralph is a Disney movie, um, there's, you know, it's just sort of the, the overall themes of it, I think. Not, not the overall themes, actually, that's the wrong way of putting it. Um, everything other than the overall themes. All the, all the other stuff that's in there is aimed at nerds. And the same thing is true of The Hobbit and the same thing is true of La Miz. So, that's my argument. Alright, Benji, do you want to change yours? To put La Miz on it? No. Above Wreck-It Ralph? And, and, and the reason... Oh, La Miz instead of Wreck-It Ralph? Jeez, I don't know. Lena's like I, I have kind of a bias against uh, musicals anyway. I like parts of it, but um, uh, the reason let me just explain the reason that I put Lena's on there is because I can't imagine too many people going and watching this movie who don't who haven't already seen it in theater, who haven't already listened to all the music, who aren't like big fans of it already, probably read the book, like. Or actually, probably a lot of them didn't read the book. But at least they've, they've like, listened to the music. They've seen, you know, videos of it, of, of like, stage productions. You know, and I, and I also imagine some of the... If, if people were to go and watch this, who had never seen it before at all, and had no clue what it was, they, you know, I don't, would they like it? I don't know. Hard to say. Huh. Probably less than they like the Avengers. Okay. Yeah. All right, so here's mine... Here's my list. Oh, look at you. Okay. <laughs> so my number one in terms of nerdiest movie of the year is actually going to be Cabin in the Woods. And I know we talked about it, but I think that just its nature, its meta-contextual, its deconstruction, and how it, it turns a horror movie into a comedy, and it's all about messing with your head intentionally, but in, a, in an homage to something that people love, even if you might not want to say horror movies themselves are that are nerdier than comic books, because I don't think they are. I think the movie itself is still nerdier than the Avengers. Now you can disagree with me because I think you obviously have, but that's how that's how I think about it. After that, I would say The Hobbit, for the reasons we already said, and I think Avengers is nerdier than Wreck-It Ralph just because of the sheer nerdy effort it took yeah. to create it. And to put it out and to succeed at all with it. And just because it's mainstream just means that maybe people are willing to watch something that's like, you know, fun. But it looks like if we add up what we have, that makes our consensus is that The Hobbit 
is the nerdiest movie of 2012. Yeah, I think that's fair, though. All right, well, then here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, yeah. let's sign off. And... Yeah, right. bye. Thanks.